We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive. Jaws 3D. The third dimension is terror. Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today, for the first time, I'm joined by Chris in stunning 3D. I can almost there reach out and touch you. <laughs> there isn't a noise to go with 3D. Get off of me. <laughs> I was <We're> so close. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I was trying to make some sort of noise to accompany the 3D thing, but there isn't a 3D noise. No, I could make this podcast... Ooh. Yeah, and I could do it in stereo, so if you're listening on headphones, it goes from one ear to the other. They can do that. I could do that. It's more work for you, so I think you should do it. I'm not doing it, though. (laughs) Okay, Chris, what are we doing this week? Jaws 3-D. Yes, stunning 3-D. The third in the Jaws franchise, starring Dennis Quaid. And Lee Thomas, who's the mum from Back to the Future. Oh, I thought it was. I paused the film when she came on screen, and I was like, is that the mum? It looks like the mum, but I'm not sure. And I was right in my assumptions. Well done. Thank you. (laughs) And then push play again and enjoyed the rest of the movie. The 3D carnage. Did you watch it in 3D? No, I watched it in 2D, but I will re-watch it in 3D. Do you have the means to watch it in 3D? No. (laughs) But I will find the means. Is it one of those films you have to wear the glasses where it's got the uh, the red and the blue panels? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. Could you watch a 80s 3D film with modern day 3D glasses? No. I had a PS2 game that was 3D and it came with a pair of those glasses. What, the red and yeah. blue ones? And you have to take 3D mode and then you put them on and it, it sort of worked. Was it a good game? It was Sly. Remember Sly? Oh, Sly Cooper. Yeah, He's that a- was it. He's a make or a fox. He's a raccoon. A, he's a thing. <laughs> Completely wrong. He's a rocket, is he? Uh, Jaws. He eats raccoons. <laughs> Let's get back on topic. So, yeah. Directed by Joe Alvis. His one and only directing credit. I'm Good. not surprised. Started on a high note, ended on a high note. Is is that why he stopped directing? This is as good as it gets. Yeah. I created a masterpiece here. I don't need to continue. My legacy will live on forever. And now look at us. However many years later it is. Well, the film was out in 1983. I knew it was out in 83, but I'm not good at math. Yeah, Yeah, we are still talking about it. So, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time you've seen Jaws 3D. It's the first time I've seen it, although when I was watching it, I suddenly realised that this one particular scene I had seen before when it was just on TV. But other than that, this is the first time I've seen it in entirety. Ah, and, and what did you think, just quickly, before we... I enjoyed to... it. Okay. <laughs> I ignored the fact it was a Jaws film. I just took it as an independent shark film, and I think that helped, and it made it better. Okay. I just ignored every time I said Brody. I just didn't <laughs> listen to it. La la la, fingers in the ears. It's not related. <laughs> not related to the chief. Did you enjoy it on a campy fun level, or a serious <laughs> horror? Well, no, it's not... Okay. <laughs> Well, you can't even that. get through that sentence. Serious horror. But there's a couple shots of the shark when it's coming out of the gloom that I thought were a bit, a little bit unnerving, and I enjoyed that. And then uh, the rest of what I enjoyed is a, uh, a good old campy, fun film. Okay. Well, when we go through the survival guide, uh, just point out scenes that you that you liked, especially the gloomy, sinister scenes, because I can't think of a single one. There were a few, <laughs> and I enjoyed them. 
Oh, good. Well, I'm I'm glad someone has gotten some joy out of Jaws 3D. Cool. So shall we get into it, Chris? Please. The events of the film and how you get out of this film alive with all three dimensions intact. <laughs> the film predominantly takes place at SeaWorld, a sea park uh, attraction with uh, fishes and, and different rides and all sorts there to attract tourists. It's not set on Amity Island. I'm not sure where it's set. California? Um, probably, yeah, but it's not It's not Amity. Um, but yes, Michael Brody, son of Chief Brody, is a marine biologist at this SeaWorld park. And so is his girlfriend, Kay. She's the chief lead biologist there looking after all of the fishes and making sure everything's run smoothly. And on one fateful day, Chris, Sean Brody, the brother of Michael, shows up on a visit wearing a cowboy hat. And, uh, yeah, they're going to do some... boots, cowboy boots. boots. Yeah. So is his job a cowboy? He's a rancher, obviously. Oh, lassoes and everything. Yeah. He should be perfectly well-equipped in this shark (laughs) gorilla. (laughs) Lasso the shark and everything will be okay. So no, he shows up in town and uh, Sean's not a fan of the water given the history that the Brodies have with the water and sharks and all the stuff they went through in Jaws 1 and 2 because we talked about Jaws 2. Do you remember what happened in there? They They almost got killed. Yeah, but I mean, this is all to do with the uh, the witch doctor, isn't it? That places the takes control of the sharks to hunt the Brodies. The witch doctor? Are you talking about Jaws four? Is that what Jaws four is about? There's no witch doctor. I knew there was somebody who was controlling the sharks to target the Brodies specifically. No, the shark is psychic or something. We'll talk about Jaws four later because that's a whole different can of worms that I don't really (laughs) want to go into. But uh, yeah, no witch doctors probably would have made more sense if there was a witch doctor (laughs) (laughs) the brodies are back together and and they're having a swell time but the good times don't last however because the shark manages to sneak into sea world uh through this closing gate that shuts which leads directly to the sea which is how sea world gets most of its water and one of the sea world workers shelby goes to investigate the gate see if it's damaged and uh, repair it. So he goes underwater with the scuba gear. And of course, he's munched by the shark. We don't really get a decent look at it, but um, it's definitely the shark and we see teeth and a floating severed hand once the attack is over. Which is definitely meant to be in 3D. Yep. <laughs> Lingers. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of lingering on shots that are meant to be in 3D for like five seconds or an uncomfortable amount of time especially if you're not watching it in 3d i'm sure in 3d it was very impressive oh yes staggering a feat of cinema engineering yeah shelby you've gone down to fix this gate maybe you've got a screwdriver he's got a chain he's he's literally chaining the gate together and putting a padlock on it that's all he has (laughs) that's bodging it that's the underwater equivalent of duct taping it. Exactly. And he, he uh, broke protocol as well, because you want to go down with two divers in case one gets into trouble. And eaten by a shark. Exactly. I mean, there's nothing dangerous in SeaWorld. There's dolphins and... There's a killer whale, isn't there? Uh, I, is there? I don't remember seeing one. There's a woman who's riding a huge whale around, and like <laughs> it's like throwing her up and stuff. Okay, maybe that's in a different... They wouldn't let that swim around. Oh, it would be in its own enclosure, wouldn't it? Yeah. it would kill everything. Yes, killer whale. Also, they missed a trick there in that case. A killer whale versus Jaws. 
Bruce the shark. I don't think... <laughs> the shark's not called Jaws, is it? No, it's called Bruce. Why Bruce? That's the name of the animatronic, the the robot shark. But there's two sharks in this film, isn't there? There's the baby shark, and then it's its mother. So the mother can't be called Bruce. Yeah. Bruceine. No, Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> it's still called Bruce. Bruce Jr. is the baby shark. <laughs> the baby anima, animated shark. Animatronic shark. What are we talking about? We're talking about Shelby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Shelby. Bodging a gate. Just getting in there because he wants to go home. Yeah, I don't know why he was trying to do that, chain it up. I think it's because they got it shut, but it wasn't staying closed. They didn't want it, you know, swinging wasn't, open Yeah, it wasn't locking. He spent an awful long time chaining it. Because I remember when I was watching it thinking, he's holding his breath a long time. He's, he's doing very well here. Because he chained it and he was just testing it for like a minute, just pulling at it. Like, it's chained. Get out the water. <laughs> yeah. Could he not chain it from the top as well? Because there's a little plank gangway, isn't there, on yeah. top where he's walking along. Or if he'd gone on the other side of the gate into the actual ocean and chained it from that side, yeah, would have been fine. Yeah, that would have been fine. But I still, I think I would have been more inclined to do it on the Sea Park, Sea World side because you know the sort of animals that are in there, don't you? Oh, look, a clownfish. Well, I think that one bit he was in was only meant to have dolphins in it or nothing at all. Yeah, that's probably why he went down solo, didn't he? Because he's like, it's fine, it's just... The dolphins were like Cindy and Sandy or something. Yeah. So he's like, oh, it's they'll, they'll be fine. But no. Nope. I mean, he was against the baby shark. Not saying anything, but he could have wrestled that. Yes, so the baby shark, it's, it's more of a manageable punch-it-in-the-face yeah, size. When you see it later on in, in quite a shallow pool with the marine biologists... They can easily put their arms around it sort of thing. Yeah, I think that shark changes size, the baby shark. It does, doesn't it? It starts big and gets smaller when it's in the pool. Yeah, <laughs> it gradually shrinks as it, as it goes through the <laughs> film. Because there's one scene where it attacks Kay and it manages to get her whole uh, air tank in its mouth and drag her around. But then when it's in the in the pool, she can like pick it up. She can pick it up and, and chuck it over the side of the pool if she wanted to. Maybe that was the mother shark that attacked her. No, because they tagged that shark and that's the one that they managed to get into the pool. In the confusion, though, the baby shark swam in. No, because I think the mother shark was like stuck in one of the pipes yeah, at this point, weren't so she? Yeah, so it has to be the the baby shark. So, yeah, the continuity goes a bit astray there, yeah. No, it's not. It's our fear of sharks. Make them seem bigger. Exactly. So when they saw it, they're like, holy crap, look at the size of this thing. And once they got it and they were like, calm down, and they realised, oh, it's tiny. It's like when you see a spider on the wall, but, you know, everyone else sees a small spider and you see like a huge tarantula. That's because it is a huge tarantula, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shelby survival tips. Punch the shark with the chain. <laughs> Have a knife. Yeah, because he could get tangled up or something, couldn't he? Exactly. I always thought that was like a, a staple thing of scuba divers or... They call free or divers or, or anything. Yeah. You have a knife on your ankle. I don't know why it's always on the ankle, but you have a knife on your ankle. Easy to get, I think. I think that's the general gist. You don't have a knife holster, like a gun holster, like a strap, like a cool James Bond shoulder strap. I mean, I would, but like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Waste of fabric, though. So, yeah, Shelby's munched, and um, yeah, his disappearance sparks. An investigation a little bit later on in the film. But that same night that Shelby's killed, two coral thieves break into the SeaWorld park. And in a little rubber dinghy, they go out and into the into the water. And one of them is sent down with a little guide rope to guide him back to the boat. And he's off down there swimming around, stealing coral. The 
thieving bastard. <laughs> Apparently they can get to $200 for it from a guy in Miami. Ah, so are they in Miami? Is that where SeaWorld is? No, nah, I reckon they're saying because he's in Miami, so no, you know, that means I'm not in Miami So depending the on the travel and the cost of the boat, the little rubber boat, and the cost of the scuba gear... And the fan they're in. Yeah. Keeping the coral nourished. Alive, Alive. Yeah. It's not worth it, is it? No, they're losing money. It takes about $1,500 to do all of this. Yeah. And sell two or three pieces for 200 That's not good business, is it? Gotta spend money to make money, kid. <laughs> not that much money, jeez. So yeah, that leaves one of the thieves on the little inflatable boat. He gets distracted when he hears a drunk Sean, Michael, Kelly and Kay splashing around in the in the pool. I was very concerned about that scene. They had all been drinking, yet they had all been driving and then swimming in the ocean. Not ocean, part of the ocean. Was it in the in the ocean or was it in SeaWorld? It was in SeaWorld, yeah. but it was very deep and there's a shark in there. Pissing about in their workplace. That's not great, is it? Exactly. What if the security guys, what if Calvin, the guy that r- runs the SeaWorld park, pulls up the CCTV and goes, Hey, Michael, is this you? Kay, is this you? Are you pissing about? I like to think he would have just lit a cigar and just sat there and be like, yeah. Party on, boys. Party on. <laughs> this is what I want SeaWorld to be all about. <laughs> Fun and flesh-eating sharks. <laughs> so, distracted by all the fun that uh, the Brody boys are having, uh, the second thief is pulled in by the guide rope into the water. He pops back up, but then he's dragged back down, presumably by the shark, and killed. Yeah, because the first thief, all you see is, you can just see his light underwater, which then suddenly goes out. So you can assume at that point the shark munched it or he hit the off switch by accident. Maybe he didn't <laughs> die at all. He turned off by accident. The shark got distracted and killed the first thief, and the second thief got away. They never show them finding the van. No, they yeah, never. All those emergency services turn up. No, Shelby's body shows up again, but the thief's body doesn't. Because the first thief got away because he turned his light off by accident and the no. shark got distracted. I, they're both munched. I think by the film's logic, and they're probably munched by the big shark, by mummy shark. Given that their bodies aren't found, she probably ate them and swallowed them. And if baby shark killed Shelby, that would explain why his body showed up, because the baby, yeah, yeah, the baby shark probably couldn't finish him off. Whilst the mother shark, which is a monstrous size, it's the, I think it's the biggest shark. I think it was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, she probably could have done the two thieves quite easily and, and munched them. So, yeah, they're gone and they've they've, they've been eaten. Second thief, he's distracted. He's not got a he's not a professional diver either, so he wouldn't have a weapon or anything. And he's concerned, isn't he, about thief number one? Because when he sees the light goes out, he's like, "Thief, <laughs> thief one, are you there?" And it, it can feel the the rope that is attached to a bucket, which the first guy's maybe putting a coral into. He feels it obviously being tugged on, so he's like, oh, he needs help, he needs to bring it back up. Doesn't expect there to be a great white shark, in, two great white sharks in there at all. Yeah, no, so he's taken by surprise. So, given that we don't know his name... Thief and, 1 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> and that they went out in an inflatable rubber dinghy. I thought that was quite clever initially. If the sharks weren't there, the dinghy was a good idea. <laughs> no! What do you mean, no? They had to get out of the water, didn't they? No, what if they pick up a really sharp bit of coral... And drop it on the rubber dinghy and it pops. And you just swim back, don't you? That's the whole point of having a dinghy, so you don't have to swim. Use the dinghy until it's, you know, and if something goes wrong, you can still swim. Ah. 
Did the shark eat the dinghy? Because that's not found either. It's popped, isn't it? It's the pop- shark. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why the shark went for it. it just... just a big outline, wasn't it? And he thought it yeah. went for it. Mother shark ate it. Maybe. Don't know why she didn't choke on it, but whatever. No, yeah. Yeah, pollution in, in, in the sea is a big problem. You could have stopped her with a giant ring of six packs. You know the plastic things that go on the <laughs> six pack? Got her head stuck on there, yeah. Sea My pollution God. works in beating giant killer sharks. After the night's fun and splashing around and probably hung over, Michael and Kay come back to work and are informed of Shelby's disappearance and they go and have a look for him in a submarine. They investigate a sunken galley, which is it's an attraction because they've recently built uh, underwater tunnels so you get a good view of all the fishes and stuff that they've got in the uh, underwater uh, habitats. So it's it's a good idea. It's f- fun for all the family. Uh, except is. there is a shark in there. And uh, Kay and Michael are attacked by it, but they are saved by the heroes of Jaws 3D, two dolphins. They will, <laughs> they will appear multiple times to save Michael's bacon. So they, they're saved by the, the intervention of the dolphins and they escape and they now know that there's a deadly killer shark loose about SeaWorld. But they, they only think there's one. Yes, because Mummy Shark at this point is just hidden. And She's stuck in a filter pipe or something, isn't she? Yeah, and this was Baby Shark, which is why the dolphins were able to drive it off. Because the dolphins are probably a little bit smaller, but there's two of them and they're able to bash Baby Shark away. If this was Mummy Shark, they probably wouldn't be so well, lucky. I mean, they do go toe-to-toe with Mummy Shark later on in the film. I feel weird saying Mummy Shark. Yeah. I'm going to say Big Shark <laughs> later on in the film. Yeah, so that's a showdown of epic proportions. If ever I saw one, it's not really. Do you want to make a film? Great White versus no. Pod Dolphins. No. They narrowly escape. Uh, on shore, though, we are introduced to Fitzroyce, an action biologist. <laughs> I thought he was an underwater photographer. Action biologist sounds cooler, because that's essentially what he is. He goes around photographing things doesn't mean he's a biologist it and means he's he, a photographer and if he has to hunt something he'll do that as well because he's pretty handy in a fight isn't he or is he, he thinks he thinks he is is he really he's got a he's got an english accent he's cocky wears a bright orange wetsuit with yellow grenades and flowing blonde hair <laughs> my kind of guy <laughs> so yeah Fitzroyce. uh he he hears about this shark and he wants to kill it but Kay wants to study it because there's never been a great white kept in captivity before and this one's just so happened to swim was that true do you reckon at point of recording i think it's true now i don't think you can keep a great white in captivity because they're because they're so big and territorial and ferocious and they're not like killer whales which are equally deadly have you seen blackfish it's a documentary you should say that actually because half of you through the film i was watching it with my girlfriend and she was like oh look at the way and i was like we paused it it's another pause i was like netflix blackfish add that to the list i was like we'll watch that later it's graphic i I know what it's about i've not i've never seen it but i, I do know what it's about yeah we've got a friend he's he, he works with um with fish has he seen it he, squeak i don't know i guess i knew <laughs> <laughs> i knew, I knew what you meant <laughs> i don't know I'm, we have multiple fishy friends I'm gonna talk, i'll talk to him later <laughs> I think he has, yeah. It seems like something he would do, because he doesn't yeah. eat fish. 
I know he doesn't eat fish. Just, he doesn't eat. He, <laughs> he doesn't eat fish because he works with fish. He's a fishy, yeah. Could he eat a whale though? Because that's not technically a fish; it's a I, mammal. I don't think he eats anything from Let's the sea. Let's put a plate of whale soup in front of him and make him eat. <laughs> no, Ooh, I want some whale soup. No, you don't. It's all blubbery. Have you had it? Right, no, I'm just imagining. Right. So the shark. <laughs> getting back to whatever we were talking about, I don't think great whites could be kept in captivity. Okay. But Kay, I, she wants to study it and probably wants to save it because Fitzroy wants to kill it and, I don't know, take a selfie of him murdering it for his portfolio or something like that. So they agree to team up and tranquilize the shark or tag it uh, in order to see where it's moving in SeaWorld so it doesn't get into somewhere where it's not meant to. And, it's too uh, late for that, isn't it? Well, <laughs> it's already in SeaWorld. <laughs> it shouldn't be there. So, yeah, the tagging goes relatively well. Fitzroyce manages to save Kay, who's underwater, from being attacked by the baby shark. He stabs it a bunch of times. So that's his action hero, action biologist thing getting into action. It looked weird when he was stabbing it with a knife because it looked like he's hitting it with a handle end. Yes, yeah. He probably was just to drive it off. And then yeah. if, he, if it did turn on him and get violent, then he could flip it around and then stab it. Okay. Yeah, so I think that was a, a diversionary thing, and then if it if it came to it, he would stab it up proper. But Brody's on a boat. He manages to uh, tag the shark with a harpoon in stunning 3D. <laughs> Did you like that shot? <laughs> yes, yeah, what when he shoots it and it's coming towards it, he's like, so another 3D bit. Good fun. Good fun. That harpoon was coming really slow. Yes, it was. <laughs> but then so was like when the shark was... There's a bit later on in the film, which I'm sure we'll get onto when the shark hits their control room. Oh boy, will we get onto that. That was questionable. D- fuck me. <laughs> questionable. <laughs> Understatement. Yeah, so Brody's epic 3D shooting manages to tag the shark. And they manage to... Uh, once they've tagged it, they manage to bring it into a pool where it shrinks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that... That's a continuity error that, you know, it's not a game breaker, but it is, it's it's irritating, isn't it? It's not, it takes you out of the film a little bit. It took me out. I don't know whether it took you out. No, I didn't really think about it much. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I've been thinking about it ever since. When I watch 70s and 80s films that are really, really sort of cheesy in camp and all this stuff, and they have things like that, you know, you just go with it, don't you? Because it's to be expected. Yeah. I don't think Jaws 3D goes... It doesn't lean... There are some cheesy, campy points, but it doesn't fully lean into it. It's trying to be a serious shark film. Yeah, apart from some shots. I mean, the 3D gimmick is a part of the time because there were loads of 3D films, Mm. 3D horror films specifically out at at this point, and they were just capitalising on on that sort of market. So that's... 3D element's fine, but... I'd say fine. <laughs> Very obvious where they want the money shots to be, but yeah, it doesn't lean into the campiness that it could have gone for and probably would have made it a little bit more fun. Yeah, I suppose it would I have. mean, it's fun enough, isn't it? It's an enjoyable film to watch, yeah. It's not. It's a bad film story-wise and everything else, but it's not a film where you're going to watch and be like, oh, God, that was awful, I'm never going to see it again. It's a film where you'd have a couple of drinks with eat some snacks with and some watch friends, with friends. And, yeah. yeah, and just, you know, enjoy it for what it is. Sadly, 
I have no friends to watch your 3D website. <laughs> so I watched it alone, <laughs> sulking, going, I can't believe I have to watch this. <laughs> but then the 3D shark turns up and it gets, it's all good. It gets fun. Whereas I was watching it thinking, this is fantastic. Is it over already? <laughs> oh, the the shark is, is contained. Um, and uh, Calvin, excited by the prospect of having the one and only great white shark in captivity he wants to make a quick buck off of it and puts it on display but the shock of i don't know the sudden change in environment um and being in captivity doesn't help the shark and the baby shark dies of no a broken heart a broken a broken heart yeah separated from its mother yeah and it couldn't kill a brody which is shark's favorite things to do that's why his mum took it there we're gonna we're gonna hunt some brodies. You gotta kill the brody, <laughs> then you become leader of our clan. Yes, clan shark. Your your father was killed by the chief brody, and your older brother was killed by the second film chief brody. The second <laughs> film chief brody, yeah. <laughs> still the still the same chief brody, yeah. Um, it's at this point the they discover Shelby's remains and they pull him out and stick him on a table covered up. And uh, Michael wants to see his body. And there's a reveal and it's in 3D because they linger on his face and there's all sorts of worms and things crawling around. I don't think that was maybe a 3D shot. I think it they was just linger a... on it for the same amount of time that they do a 3D shot. Yeah, but shot. the 3D shots, they had like a weird like outline around them sort of thing. But this face didn't. It was just an I think it's because it's not face. super in- imposed. It's a straight right. up shot. That's probably why there was no like green screen or... Or computer jiggery. So yeah. Also, it takes a long w- it, that shot. It takes away from Michael's shock because it's shot of the body. Ten seconds. Then Michael reacts and looks like he's gonna vomit. So we, <laughs> so it makes it look like he's pulled the cover off. He's looked at it. Oh, it's a it's a body. Oh, he's slightly bloating. Ooh, a worm in his eye. <laughs> That's what it makes it look like. So timing slightly <laughs> off. It's <laughs> a worm in his eye. That's <laughs> <laughs> what made him vomit, the worm in his eye. Uh, and then they covered it up. And then they pulled the sheet back the all the way, didn't they? Show the rest of the body. So the uh, the other marine biologist, Kay, could have a look at it. Her reaction was even better. She sort of put her hands up and was just like, huh? <laughs> and, then the, and then that was a lingering shot on her. It was ridiculous 3D. acting. <laughs> this is awful. It was like. It was the worst bit of acting in the film. There were uh, shock reactions. Yeah. Uh, but because uh, Shelby's uh, managed to... He's been washed up. Um, I think they find the bite marks on him. They were too big for the baby shark. Yeah. So it must have been the mummy shark that attacked him then in Pretty this case. Mother shark. It's the mummy shark. So they know that there's a, a even bigger shark on the loose in Sea World. Oh, where's uh, Quinn when you need him? Where he's in the belly of the other shark. He's, Which he's blew dead. up, so he should have survived. That would have lessened his survival chances, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a shark that got blown up. I don't think that would have boded particularly well for him. But yeah, who needs Quint when you've got Fitzroyce, the smug British prick? <laughs> in the computer room, whilst uh, Shelby's autopsy is going on, uh, the technicians find that one of the pumps has been blocked and they decide to shut it off which inadvertently lets out the mummy shark into the park. It had gotten trapped in the pump, and I, it couldn't move, so it was just stuck there. But because the pump was pushing water 
through its lungs, I think that's, or through the gills, that's how the shark was staying alive. Because normally, yeah. you know, sharks have to keep moving, otherwise they there's a couple they that drown don't. and die. I know, but yeah, they're like deep water ambush sharks. But great whites in this case, they have to keep swimming, yeah. otherwise they'll die. So by turning off the pump, uh, the shark is able to escape and um, it's swimming around SeaWorld and it's spotted through one of the underwater windows in like a cafe or something that Calvin's in and um, yeah he freaks out because there's a great big fucking shark in his park and he's got to put a stop to that so he closes down SeaWorld and tries to clear the park of as many civilians as possible uh, despite the fact that Michael and Fitzroyce are causing so much chaos uh, Fitzroyce's uh partner in crime jack punches a guy out and michael steals a, a car why did you hit him for i don't i don't know it's like he's trying to get everybody is and he out of the water on the beach he knocks a guy the guy turns around and he just decks him right <laughs> in the face and then sort of helps him out the water again what if you rendered him completely unconscious yeah and he's just drowning yeah i'm actually just like we'll feed this one to the sharks we'll draw the shark outfits right with this guy it'll be great <laughs> Then you can take your selfie. It'll be awesome. So, yeah, Michael and Fitzroy say they're not the best people to keep everyone calm, punching people out. And Michael's running around screaming at people on a microphone. Yeah. And they're all looking at him distracted and then messing up and getting eaten by the yeah. shark. I don't think any of them get eaten, though. Are they, I think they just get like nudged or maybe nibbled on. Nobody, I know, nobody's um, killed, though. The other Brody brother, he's on one of those little inflatable dinghy things with a motor on it with the... Um, like bumper boat carts things. Yeah, that he's was with, it. He's with, with uh, Back to the Future Mum. Yeah, Laurie. Kelly. <laughs> they get knocked over and she, she does get bit because that's how both those characters then go off screen, don't they? Because they go to the hospital. And are never seen again. We assume the ambulance crashed on the way to the hospital <laughs> in a Sharknado. Yeah, yeah, you assume that. The younger bro- Brody brother's like, no! Well since, why? well, since Sean turns up in the next Jaws film. Oh, he's in the next one, is he? Yeah. Excellent. Does his fear of water play a big part in this? What in Jaws Four? Yeah. No, I think he's a lifeguard. What? So that <laughs> makes no sense. How no. do you get over all this childhood trauma <laughs> to then have to relive it again in your, you know, when you're an adult, and then be like, you know what, I need to be a lifeguard. No, I don't think he's. I think he's. I think he takes up the role of of chief of police at, at Amity. They go back to Amity in Jaws right. Four. But y- yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't make it too long in Jaws Four. But we'll talk about spoilers. It. I've not seen it. We'll talk about Jaws 4 another time. But but yeah, the continuity is, is messed up in this one. Because yeah, in this one, he's he's meant to be scared of water, but he's on inflatable boats and he's he does getting show jiggy with, with uh, McFly's mum. So Well, Marty's got to be born Marty's somehow. <laughs> Maybe they're linked. Maybe well, what year, what year was McFly's the first film? Brody McFly. <laughs> what year was the first Back to the Future? What year is the first? Uh, I'm I'm it, not sure entirely. It's 84. It's 85, isn't it? I'm not sure. It's 85. Okay. <laughs> I'll believe you. Marty McFly's mum cheating on. <laughs> yeah, getting on. She just, you know, took a year out, didn't she? Yeah. Had a gap year from her marriage and her kids. Exactly. <laughs> well done, Mrs. McFly. So, yeah, uh, with just about everyone cleared out of SeaWorld... Uh, all, all apart from some civilians in a tunnel which Mummy Shark attacks but they manage to close off the tunnel before it completely floods trapping a number of uh, park goers in the tunnel 
in waist deep water whilst my that was terrifying that bit if you're one of the, the people stuck in there and I said waist deep water submerged however far in the water you are with a giant shark swimming around limited air oh yeah lim- limited running out quick and it's quite cramped as well really they crowded. made an entire film just out of that that would be a good look at the psychological effects these people which will they, they, you know inevit- inevitably turn on each other spilling blood do they turn on each other? Is there a bit not, of a not in this. In the but there would be. There would be after you know a day or two. An hour if I was in there. Half an hour. Or two if Jack was in there. If it's right, it's Jack. <laughs> Someone just sighs. He just decks him straight <laughs> in the face. <laughs> to the face. <laughs> so yeah, Michael tries to fix the tunnel and get all of the people out safe and soundly. Whilst Fitzroyce and Jack, eager for a fight, Chris, because of course they are, try to lure Mummy Shark back into the pipe where it was hiding. Uh, they do manage to do this. Jack is up top, whilst Fitzroyce is actually in the pipe with a guide rope uh, to guide him back to the exit, just in case he gets lost in there. But the guide rope snaps, and Fitzroyce turns back, thinking he's going to the exit, but he ends up swimming straight into the shark. They have a scuffle, which the shark wins. Fitzroyce, he gets swallowed by the shark, and he's in its mouth. That's he's, it, yeah. He's alive. But he's sort of dodging teeth, trying to get out of the mouth without getting bitten in half or without going down into the stomach, which is not where you want to go. But eventually, because of the movement of the jaws, he gets like crushed, not by the teeth, but like the gums and, and top and base of the mouth. He's, he's squished and mm. his, his arm gets stuck in there and the chunk, Holding a grenade, yeah, which holding... is vital for the later on in the film. Yeah, so remember that. So yeah, Fitzroyce investing... Jack freaks out like J- this. Yes, cause obviously. His friend's getting munched and he can't punch anyone, so <laughs> he's got no one to take his frustration out of. Uh, so yeah, Fitzroyce, invest in a better line, rope. Earlier in the film, when they were tagging the baby shark, Kay was wearing like a protective shark mesh thing some sort of because Brody comments on it he's like feeling it he's like are you sure this is going to be enough and was then, it like chain mail yeah and uh, Fitzroy's like oh yeah it you know it won't stop the teeth breaking through in a really powerful bite but for the most part it'll, it'll stop it and you just feel like you're being squeezed okay so if, he should have been wearing something like that so at which point the gums wouldn't have been able to I mean the crushing thing would have been there but they wouldn't have pierced his flesh yes the thing is though Kay is attacked by the little shark and I think that chainmail sort of stuff is for like if it grabs an arm it's not gonna like bite straight through your arm and take your arm off the thing with the mummy shark though is it doesn't bite arms it bites all of you so (laughs) that's true that doesn't really help and again the crushing thing if a little shark did go for you in a a violent attack yes it wouldn't chop off your arm but it would probably break it because of the force coming down on it and that's probably what happened to Fitzroyce's entire body because he's in the mouth of (laughs) the shark you can get I no idea if they're available back then but you can get wetsuits that are sort of anti-shark wetsuits they release sort of chemicals and odours that scare sharks off yes yeah definitely so how do you one of those on Obviously, there's nowhere to scare the big shark off too, but if he released a chemical, it might have been like spat him out. Well, no, if he'd released the chemical, it probably wouldn't have gone for him. I'm not entirely sure what they put in those uh, those chemical suits, whether it's just a thing that it hates or whether it's like you can scare off uh, like house cats with the smell of, of big cats 
So if you don't want one shitting in your garden, you can put down lion poo or something like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> you'd scare. You can scare. <laughs> you can. You'd be. It's like you'd be scared off if you saw a big thing, wouldn't you? And it's like that. A shark would be scared off if it sensed a bigger predator. So I think that's probably one of... I'm not sure how they work. I'm, I'm just saying that's probably one of the options to fill up your suit with. Either a smell that it doesn't like or the smell of something that it thinks it's, is bigger than the shark or, or, some, or something like that. Colossal squid. A, a, yes, a colossal squid. <laughs> Have you seen the size of those buggers? Have you seen Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus? Not yet. The but shark I plan to. wins. So. Is it really? Yes. Stop ruining these films. Any other sharks films you want me I'm to? I'm going to tell you. The Shallows. The shark loses. You ever seen Lake Placid? The crocodile wins. I haven't watched the first one that, but there's like four of them now. They're all bad. We're going to watch them. No. Lake Placid Marathon. Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Is so, that a film? Yes, and it's, <laughs> and it's bad. <laughs> what, stop! What, stop dragging me off into <laughs> tangents. Fitzroyce, he's murdered. So, but yeah, a, a, a stronger toe line, or yeah, one of those shark repellent suits. Was it? What was he wearing? The same scuba suit that he was wearing? Yeah, the orange one. Yeah, because that yeah. had like a weirder, bigger helmet, didn't it? Was he wearing that? No, that's what um. Brody was wearing that while doing an underwater welding. Oh, he stole Fitzroy's <laughs> scuba gear. I didn't know it was Fitzroy's <laughs> helmet. I just thought it was like an underwater weld helmet or something. Oh, okay. I no, because he was wearing a very distinctive one where he was... All uh, right. I, I didn't, I'm going to be honest, I didn't notice that. Okay. I didn't even shot. I don't know what his plan was, because when he dies, his arm, severed arm, becomes lodged in the shark's mouth, holding it the grenade. It becomes selectively lodged in its mouth. <laughs> holding the grenade, so he must have pulled it out before, just before he died. So I don't know if his plan was to, like, blow himself up in the shark. I think, uh, yeah, I think he knows that he's he's, he's done screwed for, at this so point, so he's got to take so it, got to take it out. Because his plan is, trap the shark in there. And he's going to climb up this ladder into the control room sort of thing. Yeah, get out of there, and then they'll just suffocate the shark in the... By turning off in, the pump, yeah. Yeah, in the tube. So that was... It's a sound plan... But it's messed up by poor equipment and poor execution. But then it, it still goes wrong because once they turn the pump off... Yes, exactly. It just smacks its tail against the door repeatedly and someone manages to break it open. And then swim backwards out of the pipe. Now, swimming backwards would kill a shark. Are you seeing Deep Blue Sea? The moment when they swim backwards and they're like, oh my god, they can swim backwards. <laughs> yes, because that would kill a shark. Cause... It pushes the water back you know wrong way through the gills or something isn't it yes yeah so it, it, you would essentially drown the shark well lucky for us mummy shark or mother shark from deep like, blue sea yeah <laughs> it's one of the escaped super sharks great that's why it's so big yeah still it's a load of bollocks but yeah <laughs> we need we need a finale so the shark has a reverse gear so it swims out of the of the pipe just in time for michael and Kay to join up with Calvin in the control room and uh, have the shark in epic 3D swim Ooh. up to the control room. Uh, they're all looking quite shocked because they think Fitzroy has got it all handled, but clearly he's, he hasn't. And the shark, or a cutout of the shark, a picture slowly <laughs> goes up to to the screen comes towards the screen not waggling its tail or anything <laughs> just straightforward in a line no animation hits the point its mouth opens a tiny bit and the glass explodes 
in epic 3D and the whole control room gets flooded with Michael Calvin K, a male and a female uh, technician that, that work at SeaWorld and the whole control room gets flooded. Did you want to talk about that effect before we get on to... I thought it was great. <laughs> it's when you have effects like that, you can truly appreciate the 80s. <laughs> and you think this was the height <laughs> of cinematography. Was it, though? Really? God, it was so bad. It was awful. But I liked it. That's what I like. You know, shots like that and these types of films, it, they're fine. They add to it. It's funny. To be fair, that is an iconic shot, but for all the wrong reasons. But it is awesome. If it had been a shot like that, like, in a Civil War, Captain America's shield going across the screen. Not spinning, that, just In that cut-out cut out fashion, yeah. yeah. Then we'd have issues. But in this film, it's fine. <laughs> we can get over it because... It is, yeah, it's memorable for all the wrong reasons, but... Yeah, the control room fills up with water. Um, fortunately, Kay and Michael are still wearing their scuba gear, so they're fine. Calvin is not knocked out by the sudden rush of water. He manages to recover fairly quickly. And uh, save the female technician. Yes, who is knocked unconscious by yeah. the sudden rush of water. Calvin manages to get her out of the situation... The male technician, however, is not so lucky, and he's slightly closer to the shark. Maybe the water pushed him back and then dragged him closer to the yeah. shark as it's settling down and, and engulfing the control room. So he floats into the shark. Shark grabs him, swims backwards again, and he's screaming and gets munched. And then the shark comes back to finish off Brody and and Kay. But it's at this point that Brody sees the arm of Fitzroyce, which is still there, even after the shark has eaten another human being. It was lodged, isn't it? In the teeth. How? The shark could have just eaten him. I think had they dislodged the arm, the shark would have been like, thank you, humans. Swam out backwards. And then... <laughs> Moon swam backwards. Gone towards the gates of the sea and done a free willy moment where just jumped the entire gate and into the open ocean. That was what was bothering it. Fitzroyce's arm. Yes. That's why I attacked the control room. Because it didn't do it before. It could have done it loads of times, and it didn't. Well, because they were saving it for the money shot at the end. That's <laughs> why. So, yeah, uh, Brody, with the with a bit of pipe, manages to pull the pin on the hand grenade that's in the severed hand of Fitzroyce, and the shark blows up in stunning... Take it away. <laughs> 3D! So good, and the jaws, they fly off and they linger there, don't they? Oh, that was bad. Get it? Jaws? That annoyed me, yeah. Jaws? <laughs> and if you think that's bad, the final shot of the film is Kay and, and Michael Brody swimming up, and then the two dolphins jump up in unison and make a sort of love heart. And it that ends was on a, a 3D bit as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, ends on a freeze frame. You can see the black outline of where they'd superimposed the dolphins, so yeah. yeah. I think I missed a bit out where the dolphins save Brody again, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's when he's doing the welding, the dolphins turn up and they sort of they swim around and jab at the shark's gills and stuff. To yeah, they sort of headbutt it. it. And then you think one gets eaten, one of the dolphins gets eaten. It doesn't. But then it comes back. A great end for a great film. Okay, so yeah, that was Jaws 3D. Where do you place it in the three Jaws films that you've seen so far? I'm going to put it second because I've not actually seen all of the second film. <laughs> but you know we talked about it in depth. I've seen or like did you 
you probably told me while we were recording it that you didn't watch it. I think I've seen I've seen like bits and bobs of it. The most I've watched of it in one go was about fifteen minutes, but I've seen bits and bobs. So, so Jaws three D is there by default because you've not seen all of yes two. <laughs> I was reading um, when I was watching the trailer for Jaws four or something. I don't remember which one it was. I was reading the comments people put in their rate of Jaws films, and it was Jaws one, then Jaws two, and then Jaws. 3D and in Jaws 4 everyone was saying we're not even going to include it on the ratings because it's so bad. It is really bad and yeah I'd agree that the the Jaws films do sort of go in the order that they're released in. Okay. So a downward slope. We've got any new Jaws films coming out? I fucking hope not. (laughs) I do. I want to see Jaws 5D. Well there are any number of shark films that are out that are just rip-offs of Jaws and things like that. So just what if you want a good shark film, just watch one of them. It's fine. You're not deprived shark of shark film. <laughs> You're not deprived of shark films. And if you want to see Bruce, then watch Finding Nemo because the shark in that is called Bruce. So there you go. Did I name that because of Jaws? Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's an in-joke. Chris, would you like some news? Lay it on me. Okay, quite a bit of Star Wars news this week. Yes. Not all of it good. No. <laughs> Alright, first up, uh, quick news. Uh, the Han Solo solo film has got a title. Is it called Solo? It's called Solo, A Star Wars Story. Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. So, wow, yeah. okay. It's good that it has a title. <laughs> I'm still not looking... I'm still not vaguely interested in it at all. I don't know why I just cannot get excited about it. I think it's just because it's a new character playing. It's a new actor playing an, an established beloved and iconic character which is the sort of the, the, that's what's particularly getting on my not nerves. my nerves but it's, it's what's making me wary of it but yeah it's got a title we've yet to see any footage from it so we'll wait and see what happens there next bit of star wars news chris uh the episode 8 poster came out have you seen it is it one where it's the lightsaber and it's got luke's face on it and kylo's face on it on either side no no okay, I've, it... I've not seen it okay well, it's, got, it's got luke on it and he's looming over in the background and uh, the internet took to speculating because that's what the internet does and uh, because luke's in the background people have guessed that maybe he's the bad guy maybe he's the villain of the film because you've had darth vader looming over and palpatine looming over in different variations of posters and things luke does say the jedi need to end yes and uh you know mark hamill he's a bit of a wind-up merchant so on twitter he posted luke was always the villain what how i should probably finish the quote shouldn't i oh okay <laughs> what was it from a certain point of view which is true because you know palpatine doesn't think himself the bad guy does he i mean he loves being a bad guy unlimited power but yep, they see themselves as the established order yeah they're controlling the galaxy they're keeping it in order there's no chaos no no random stuff and you know, palpatine thinks he's doing the right thing by eliminating the jedi and that's the thing with all great villains all great villains think that they're the good guy Right. That's okay. why they all dress in black and wear hoods and build giant <laughs> super lasers. So, yeah. So that's that's Mark Hamill winding everyone up. Dick. <laughs> no, I like Mark. We Hamill. we love him for it though. It's good stuff. Um, 
Yes, we don't usually do video game news, Chris. Oh. Because we're a movie podcast. But I thought I'd include this because you know, we're doing big Star Wars news. Okay. EA, who hold the license for, for making Star Wars video games, have closed down um, Visceral Games, a studio which it owns, uh, which is responsible for the Dead Space games and the Battlefield Hardline game. Okay. Uh, they've closed them down, which is disappointing for the Star Wars gamers because they were making a, well, in the process of making a, a Star Wars video game that was being uh, overseen by one of the creators of the Uncharted games, which are the Nathan Drake yeah. sort of uh, Tomb Raider slash uh, Indiana Jones treasure hunting game. So yeah. it probably, there would have probably, if they'd been allowed to finish if EA had allowed Visceral to finish uh, making the game it probably would have been a, an Uncharted style game in Star Wars that would have been quite good but we're not yeah. getting it <laughs> fair enough because <laughs> EA closed it down why? Uh, I don't know why I don't know whether the studio was in financial trouble that's kind of what big studios do it happened with Pandemic who made the original Star Wars Battlefront games. Right. Uh, they were bought up by EA and were forced to make game after game after game of varying quality. And then by by the time uh and and because of that the sort of the sales drop because you think, Oh no, it's not as good as Battlefront or, or whatever and they just go insolvent and then EA swallows them up, up. That's what they do. It's nasty, but I think that's what's happened here. They've made Visceral spend so much time and money making this game that it's eventually bust them. Or <laughs> I also think they were trying to go in a different way as well with the game. I'm I'm not entirely sure why it happened, but it's it's not good because it probably means that we're only getting multiplayer online battlefronts, which are fine for some people. But I just want a game in Star Wars that I can play on my own without a fucking kid <laughs> shooting me in the face <laughs> and then sending me spam like suck a lightsaber dick or whatever. I just... I, I want to play a game on my own. I'm not sociable. <laughs> you want to play just a good story-driven Star Wars game? Yes. With a lightsaber. That's it. I don't give a shit about loot boxes or anything like that. I just want to chop a gungan up with a lightsaber you should play the old republic then i tried but it's not compatible with my pc i have just finished though uh star wars uh jedi academy which is oh, a, yeah. a fairly old one and that was that was pretty good that was a fun romp yeah so that brings the star wars segment of the news to a close this week chris right <laughs> lots of star wars news as sorry to bring the tone down but i, I oh, do no. have to mention that um this week we lost uh, noted actor uh, uh, Roy Detrice, who's uh, most notable, or you probably would have known him from uh, Game of Thrones. He's also personal to me because he also voices the Game of Thrones audio box. Right. I'm, I'm a very slow reader, and if I tried to read the Game of Thrones books, it would take forever. But yeah, he voices those books, and um, yeah, he's passed away this week at the age of 94. Uh, he did a good job voicing the books because they're massive. Obviously, does he do character, did he do character voices? Yes, yeah, he does. Because you, you've got to differentiate who's speaking and stuff like that. But 
yeah, he'll he'll be missed, and I'll miss him when George R. R. Martin eventually gets around to publishing the next Game of Thrones book. Um, I'm not sure who they can get to replace him. There are obviously loads of of really Ian good. McKellen. Possibly, there are loads of good audiobook narrators out there, so I'm sure they'll find someone. But yeah, it, w- it won't be the same. Uh, but yeah. Uh, trailer news, Chris. Let's end with this. Uh, Marvel released trailers for The Punisher and Black Panther. Have you seen any of them, and what did you think of them? Black Panther looks like Guardians of the Galaxy. What? what to- uh, there's a lot of sci-fi. Aesthetically? Yeah, there was a lot. His outfit has got some sort of technology, and it makes purple lines glow all around it. He seems to have had a... It sort of dissolves off of him and goes back onto him again when he wants to put it on and off. Okay, kind of like the Iron Man suits that sort of break apart and fly to him. Yeah, but see, that breaks apart. This was like dissolving sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> and then they've got quite advanced, what look like spacecraft, to be honest, flying around. So yeah. I don't well, know whether they've got alien tech from the New York battle and they've, you know, incorporated no, it. No, uh, Black Panther, he's the ruler of a country called Wakanda. Now, yeah. it's in Africa, but it's a very private... Um, country it's it's guarded off from the rest of the world because it has the only natural source of vibranium which is the metal that Captain America's shield is made out of in the MCU now this is obviously a very valuable resource and the Wakandans have had at least in the comics I'm not sure how long how, how it's going to be explained in the film maybe it is alien technology or something like that but in the comics which is what I'm going off They've had years to study this vibranium and they've managed to integrate its technology and use it in certain ways to make spacecraft and make this thriving civilization in the middle of Africa. That's why they've got camouflage tech to sort of hide it from the rest of the world because they don't want them starting a war with Wakanda just so that they can get vibranium. So that's sort of what it's like. What it's like that. It's an advanced country and it wants to you know, stay off the radar because they don't want people like Andy Serkis's Ulysses Claw breaking in and stealing vibranium. So that's what it is. It's, it's not alien so far as I know. I, they might change it in the in the film, but so far as I know, it's, it's just they're really good at tech. Fair enough. Uh, Punisher, what did you think of that? Not seen the trailer. Ah, okay. I've seen the thumbnail and he's looking into a cracked mirror, so I know it's going to be dark. Great. He's probably punched that did you, mirror. Did you not think the Punisher Netflix series was going to be dark before? It was quite not? joyful. <laughs> it was pre-Punisher. It was before he joined the army and was just <laughs> yeah, exactly. gallivanting he's around. He's a baker. <laughs> yeah, he's a baker. Great. Who wouldn't want to watch that? No, it's got a release date as well. It's coming out in November. That's right, yeah. Yes, it looks grim and gritty and bloody. Binge-watching. Yeah. <laughs> I probably won't watch it until like six months later, though. I wouldn't be surprised. I, was like, I, I like to watch my Marvel Netflix. Really late. <laughs> months after it's come out. So, um, yeah. Chris, how do people get in touch with us about Jaws in 3D and all of the news that we talked about? You can email us at wecouldsurvive.gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at wecouldsurvive. And, of course, we upload to iTunes, Podomatic, and YouTube. Just put wecouldsurvive that in. You'll probably find us. You Hopefully. will. You, you will find us. definitely will. <laughs> and then you can leave your comments and stuff and we will get back to you yeah and your ratings just as long as you don't tell us to suck a lightsaber dick or something like that what <laughs> fair enough but 
Other than that, thank you for listening to Week of Survival, like your weekly survival guide to the movies. We're going to see you all next week for a movie. Uh, something, I'm not sure what. Something spooky, probably, because it's spooky. Halloween soon. Excellent. So something horrific and horrifying. Jaws 4. <laughs> <laughs> but until then... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do a horror movie or something. Uh, yeah. But until then, keep on swimming. Goodbye.